Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Monday, sir. Happy Monday. Here it is, May 30, the year of our Lord, 2022. Yes. And it's Memorial Day. What a Memorial Day. It is. It's, it's uh, time to reflect upon people who uh, serve the country and make great sacrifice for the country. A lot of people, of course, have the day off work, spend a day with family. Which means they're all listening to text talk. That's right. It's like a fireside chat today, isn't it? They want to know what you have to say about Hebrews chapter 5. Instead of the commute. (laughs) Instead of the commute (laughs) podcast. That's right. So we are, though, turning the page to Hebrews chapter 5 this week. Excited for that. Though, maybe let's not turn the page. I'd, I'd like to today... We've done it before. Let's just go ahead and read the last paragraph of chapter four okay. and on into the first paragraph of chapter five. Yeah, sets up chapter five. You good with that? It? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter four, verse 14. I'm going to read all the way through chapter five and verse four. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of man in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. Okay, so laying out here about priests and about high priests, that they have a role that uh, appointed by God to offer sacrifices for themselves and for others. Well, but how does Jesus play into this? I hope just in reading the two paragraphs together, we're able to see that that chapter break should not separate the thoughts. Mm-hmm. The, the Hebrew writer is carrying on a line of thought. In fact, he has been for a couple of chapters. But here we are back into that telling us about how superior Jesus is mm-hmm. to some aspect of the law, to some so like person chapter connected to the one, law. He was superior to the angels. Superior and, to the angels. Yeah, and then we go on to superior Moses. Superior to the prophets, yeah. superior to Moses, and now we've got Jesus being a superior priest. Okay, let's put this in context. Let's try to get back into the mind of the original hearers. See, mm-hmm. for you, Andrew, and for me— now that Christianity's been around for 2,000 years, been the dominant religion in the world for right. a good part of, part of that. Most of that. And for you and me, we've, we've grown up in Christianity. We've grown sure. up hearing about Jesus, being told about how amazing Jesus is, mm-hmm. how amazing he was when he was on the earth. For us, the idea that Jesus is superior is kind of like, well, duh. You don't have to, con- you don't have to convince yeah. me. I, I mean, yeah, I know that. Well, but what about these guys who are hearing it for the first time? No. Why are they needing to hear this? I I appreciate you bringing that up because the 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 first part of the apostolic ministry of taking the gospel and making it known to the world was to convince people of Jesus' identity. It was to convince people that Jesus held this role and this place. So one of the roles or one of the places that we're looking at right now is that Jesus is a high priest. And that's going to take, um, I guess, some meaning 
communicated with that role and that title to uh, both the Jewish and the pagan world, because all of these deities and gods, they had their own priesthoods, they had their high priests. So, the, you know, it comes to mind, okay, well, then there's a role here of mediator, there's a role here of, of officiating, of sacrifice and ceremony. Uh, we get priests, so this religion has priests, okay, okay. And then the apostles have to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's different, though, right? This is a high priest, a superior high priest. I mean, it even starts to communicate, you who are Christians are priests. Yeah. We take those kinds of foreshadows and things pointing to Jesus, but then understanding that in God's plan, it's the consummation of all of that to say that our high priest, Jesus, is different from all these others. He's the ultimate high priest that every other priest throughout Israel's history was pointing toward. And even the pagan priests, as honestly, looking throughout world history, I think a lot of times what you have with these false religions and these pagan gods is the emanations of what is true, what God really wanted as it's reverberating through the world, Hmm. impacts the way those religions also happen. I mean, it just, when you have a true God and you need a mediator between the true God and man, it doesn't surprise me that when there are false gods, they feel the same way about that. There needs to be some type of representative. So we have all that. It's pointing towards Jesus. Jesus is the superior. Jesus is the ultimate high priest that God was pointing towards through all of that. I I just want to say, I really appreciate the way you said that. I think that a lot of time, a lot of skeptics want to say, well, Christianity is the knockoff of all these other religions. All these other religions had priests. So of course, Christianity has a priest. But understand, no, it starts with God and God is the creator. It is all of these other religions that are the knockoffs and trying to steal things from the great plan and provision of God. Absolutely. The other thing I'm thinking about here, again, trying to put myself back in the shoes of those who were hearing this for the very first time, that this book is called Hebrews because it is written to Hebrew Christians, people who grew up under the law, mm-hmm. people who grew up going to Jerusalem sure. every year to offer sacrifices, people who, who looked to the priests as the teacher of the law, as the mediator between them and God. Hey, 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 and to priests too. Yeah. You know, guys that could trace their lineage back to the Levites and had to go serve at temple and take their turn. Yeah, we do you find know? in Acts that yeah. some of the priests were converted That's right. as well. That's right. And so now that they've come to Christianity, they've come to Jesus, they've given their allegiance to him, and, and they've, they've confessed him as Lord, well, time goes on, and they're being persecuted, mm-hmm. things aren't working out exactly as they might have thought they would in this life in general. You know, yes, we know we have hope of eternity. We know that there is rest coming. That's why we signed mm-hmm. on for this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like rest right now. Uh, all the other Jews are against us. They're persecuting us. We're poor. They maybe, maybe just going back to Judaism, maybe those Old Testament priests were better. Mm. Maybe, and, and as shocking as that is, it's very much like Israel when they came out of Egypt when they were in the wilderness, they kept looking back to the slavery of Egypt as if it was better. They did. And they how wanted easy the leaks. that is. They wanted the fish. The Hebrew <laughs> writer is speaking to them and saying, hang on to the true high priest. Mm-hmm. There really is a superior high priest. Jesus is the superior high priest. And now he's making his case. Here's why you, Hebrew, who grew up in Judaism, who grew up 
mm-hmm. observing the law as you were supposed to at that time, sure. but now you've turned over to Jesus. I want to keep you hanging on to Jesus. Don't go back to that mm-hmm. system of Levitical priesthood, of Aaronic priesthood, of going back to the temple in Jerusalem. You are the temple. Jesus yeah. is the sacrifice. Jesus is the high priest. Hang on to him. He is superior. And then he makes his case. Here's why. And so one of the first reasons of this superiority is the moral and spiritual perfection, that this high priest was tempted in all points, as are we, yet without sin. Okay, That was back in chapter 4. That that's why we, four. And we started to read that, right, right. Uh, and that's huge right there, okay, that we can all understand. And every priest has to say, well, you know, I, I've been tempted but I have failed, but I have sinned. Every man comes along. I've been tempted, but I have failed. I have sinned, but not this high priest, not Jesus. And that is, I think, the key. That is the that is the point. He says, look, it is true. The priests that you have in Judaism, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. are like us. Mm-hmm. They have faced temptation. They are beset with weakness. They themselves have been wayward and ignorant. Sure. And because of that, they themselves have sinned. I understand that the word weakness itself doesn't necessarily equal sin, no. but I think in the context here, it is pointing out that the weakness they are dealing with is having been wayward and ignorant that led them to sin. And he says, so they yeah. have to offer sacrifices for their own sin. That's right. That's before right. they can even offer sacrifices for anyone else's sin. Mm-hmm. To me, the picture I get here... Y- y- I heard somebody, I don't know, it's kind of like one of those conundrum riddles or whatever where they're talking about, all right, you have a can of spray sanitizer. And so you grab it with your left hand, you spray off your right hand, and now your right hand is sanitized. And so you want to sanitize your left hand, so what do you do? You grab the can. Oh, wait a minute, but that can was just grabbed by my unclean left hand, and so now my right hand is unclean, but I'm going to spray my left hand, and now it's sanitized, so what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to grab it with my... Oh, wait... And so it's this, it's this picture. It's kind of like, yeah, we've got these priests who are supposed to represent us before God, who are supposed to represent God to us, who are supposed to cleanse us by their atoning sacrifices, but we've got a problem. Mm -hmm. They are themselves unclean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so even when they've offered sacrifices themselves, there's the, there's the uncleanness that they have, which makes everything they're doing kind of suspect. And why is this even working? And, and so then, then why would it work for them to say, Ultimately, it worked because God said it worked, but not because intrinsically this is a thing that works, which is why we need the superior high priest who does not have to sacrifice for himself first. He doesn't have to deal with that. He is clean, and so the sacrifice he offers is clean and can cleanse. One of the one of the aspects of his sinlessness that I am taken with is that though he is tempted at all points and he never sins, he also does not fall prey to a sin of pride or to a sin of self righteousness, looking down at the people uh, who do sin, uh, and uh, and and you know he is he is pure of that as well. But instead, wants to come and help us in our time of temptation and struggle. Which is odd because the priests who often sin themselves are often the ones who look down on other people. In the teachings of Jesus, <laughs> it seemed like they got rolled up with that. That's yeah, absolutely. Right, with that kind of self-righteousness. Before we wrap up, I think we should take this back to where the Aaronic priesthood started. When Aaron was appointed as priest, do you remember what one of the very first acts he did with Israel as priest was? As the one who had been chosen, as the one who's supposed to be co-leader with Moses— you recall that one of the very first acts he did was 
craft a golden calf well, and let people say, worship are you, it. Are you talking about his sin kind of right out the gate there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, when they come to him, hey, be a priest for a minute. And uh, yeah, yeah, he, he carves a golden calf because they don't know about Moses. Moses was up on the mountain. Who knows what happened to him? And now let's also think about his sons. So one, mm-hmm. once they actually go through the... Um, sanctifying process, and they are consecrated as priests, and the tabernacle has now been built, and so they've dressed them in their clothes, and now his sons are high priests. Do you remember one of their first acts as priests was? Sure. Nadab and Abihu, and I believe this was even in the some of the initial dedications of the tabernacle, when they go to burn incense, but they offer strange fire, a fire that the Lord had not commanded him, and they were consumed by fire from heaven. And God, yeah, God judges them, destroys them, and immediately what happens is now there's a little bit of a debacle about the offering that's being prepared. Right. And if I understand it right there in Leviticus, what, chapter 10, 10 and 11. Um, Aaron does not eat, he and his sons, his remaining sons don't eat the right. sacrifice as they were supposed to, and Moses starts to rebuke them, but Aaron says, look, we, we're we sinners right now. This has happened to us because of our sin. Yeah. Could we even fulfill this responsibility? It would be wrong for us to try to do this. It sets that entire stage up of, okay, God has established a priesthood, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to work to the degree that God wants it to because God said it is. But from the very beginning, there should be this reminder, okay, something's not not quite right about this. Something yeah. this this isn't this isn't intrinsically right, which gets us to Jesus mm-hmm. who did not fall mm-hmm. down to a calf, mm-hmm. who did not offer strange fire, who was not himself a sinner, who therefore could offer a sacrifice that would truly cleanse, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what he did. And so our author is telling us, hang on to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is the superior high priest. A better priest. Yeah. Oh boy, we're going to be talking about this uh, superior priesthood and uh, some of some of the ways it reaches back into the Old Testament this week. It's going to be a great study, great conversations, and we hope you will join us for all of them. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, and let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you that Jesus Christ is our high priest. And we know as we work through the scriptures and trying to understand the the import of that and, and all that that means, we pray that you'd help us to understand as best we can. But we certainly appreciate, Father, his sinlessness. And we certainly appreciate, Father, the wonderful promise that through him we might come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy and to seek it. And we know, Father, that that Jesus Christ, our high priest, is on our side. He is for us. And we take great comfort and encouragement in that this day. And we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.